Instead of titling this episode, Miracle on Ventura Avenue, I'm thinking I should probably call it, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> the day Steve-O lost it. <laughs> it was definitely not my finest moment. I don't even know why I'm laughing at it. I mean, my arms were flailing. I, I didn't know whether to yell or whether to cry, and I kind of did both even at the same time. <laughs> Like I said, it wasn't my, my finest moment, uh, especially when it comes to the pursuit of happy, but it was hilarious. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What are we doing here? This episode, is it not called Miracle on Ventura Avenue, Steve-O? <laughs> are we not a little over a week from Thanksgiving? So what in the world are we using this intro for? You know what time it is. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. So yep. It's time for... Happy holidays. That's right. I can't wait. It's one of my favorite times of the year when it comes to the podcast. One of my favorite times of the year anyway. And uh, I actually found a song for Thanksgiving. Truth is, I found this song years ago and I saved it, but I kept forgetting to replay it. Only this year I found it in time to be able to play it for Thanksgiving. So I am super excited about that. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. I've got plenty to be thankful for I haven't got great big yacht To sail from shore to shore Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got plenty to be thankful for No private car, no caviar No carpet on my floor Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got eyes to see with Ears to hear with Arms to hug with Lips to kiss with Someone to adore How could anybody ask for more? Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for wasn't that a great song for Thanksgiving? That was called I've Got Plenty to Be Thankful For by Bing Crosby. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, you know, I actually had a couple podcasts planned out for Halloween, and we could have stretched out the happier holidays to even fa- farther you know, out because I, I, I love Halloween. Uh, however, my computer died on me. But in the vein of Thanksgiving, I am so thankful. You know what for? For my new computer. But... Not necessarily how we got it. It's it's kind of funny, kind of sad, kind of scary. I thought I'd tie in Halloween there. Um, seriously, but our PC crashing leads perfectly into the holiday season, into this episode, and into Thanksgiving. So how does a broken PC and a personal meltdown lead into Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, I guess you'll just have to listen and find out. I had a happy lifer send me something and I really, really like it a lot. 
It actually reminds me of what another happy lifer told me a couple summers ago. Happy Pat, or maybe I should call him Crappy Pat. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> but he told me that, that you know, I should change the, the Happy Life podcast to Crappy Life podcast. I'm like, what are you talking about? No one's going to listen to that. And then he said, if you think about it, everybody wants to be happy, but a lot of people can't relate to happy. They think it's for somebody else down the road. And that's kind of why Happy Life Studios is there, because happiness does belong to you and you can have it, right? But he said, everyone can relate to crappy life. And I thought that made a lot of sense. In fact, it made so much sense that I actually recorded a crappy life podcast about it. And then I did another one a year later, almost exactly to the day. Uh, I think they're episodes 90 and episode 140. Um, but I think he was suggesting more than doing an episode or two. I think what Pat wanted me to change was the name of the entire podcast to crappy life. Well, Pat, I'm not going to change the name of the podcast to Crappy Life, but I do have what I think is going to be a decent compromise, which takes me back to what this Happy Lifer gave me just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Happy Lifer Dan sent it to me, and that's a great name for him, Happy Lifer Dan. You know why? Because he is a Happy Life fan as good and as faithful as any Happy Lifer out there. I mean, he listens to every podcast first thing when it comes out early on Monday mornings on his way to work. And he almost always messages me before lunch on Monday telling me what he liked about the podcast, always encouraging me um, and oftentimes give me some really cool ideas. Some of the ideas that we've done on on Happy Life uh, podcasts have been because of Happy Life for Dan. This latest idea he wrote for me and sent it to me, and I'm like, I I love it. Here's what he sent me, and I think I'm going to use it for more than just today, honestly. I think there's something to this crappy life that Pat was talking about. Uh, this was sent to me from Happy Life or Dan, but it's actually written to be from me, and it is. It's from my heart to yours, from my sad place to your sad place, from my happy place to your happy place. Even though it was written by him, it definitely comes from me and my heart. Here's what it says, and you're probably going to hear this more often. I'm here with you in this struggle, chasing after a happy life, being completely honest and vulnerable, laying my thoughts and feelings out in the open, naked, vulnerable, but together, you and me, all of us, spinning our wheels, spending so much money, so many hours wasted, looking in the wrong places for happiness. Through these podcasts, we will discover together how to develop a real friendship with Jesus, a friendship where he talks back to you, where he guides you and helps you and brings you, brings us happy in this life. I'm Steve-O, and this is Happy Life Studios. Thanks, Happy Life for Dan, for sending that. I'm sure you're going to hear that more often as I become vulnerable in more of these issues, including today when I talk a little bit about my meltdown that I had a couple of months ago. I had a happy lifer tell me once a couple of years ago as well. He said, don't ask me. You're the happy life guy. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I mean, I wanted to get their opinion on something, but they're like, don't ask me. You're the one that should know because you're the happy life guy, which reminds me what happens at my son's high school when I show up to the high school and I go there a lot. I help them out a lot. I go to a lot of my son's activities and stuff and I got to know his friends and everything. But every time they see me, there's a bunch of them at the high school that always say, it's the guy, it's the guy. <laughs> so then I always turn around like, what are you talking about? It's the guy, it's you. I'm like, I can't be the guy. You're the guy. And it's just this big, long thing. It's how we get along. It's how we hang out with each other. It's what we you know, laugh about and talk about. It's the guy. 
And I think sometimes people think that you're the happy life guy. You're the guy. You know why we do this? Because I think we love to tend to, to stereotype people. That's the happy life guy. In other words, he doesn't struggle with sadness like I do because he's the happy life guy. That's the guy. Well, can I be honest with you? We're all the guy. We all have our happy moments and they're usually right next or to or surrounded by a bunch of sad moments. Selfies. I don't think I like selfies. It's not that I don't like people's pictures. I would love selfies if we took the first picture and posted the first picture that we took. The thing I don't like about selfies is that we take 50 pictures, 100 pictures, just to capture the right one. Now, I understand in a picture, you don't have the environment around you. So you're trying to show people what you're actually feeling, what's really going on around you, right? But I think oftentimes we're taking so many pictures because we want to find the perfect picture that makes us look the best. Can I be honest with you? I think there's a lot of podcasters out there. A lot of life coaches out there, people who do what I do, a lot of ministers out there, a lot of communicators out there who try to paint a picture. It's like they're doing the same thing with selfies. They're doing that with their podcasts, with their videos, with their social media, that they do, people do with selfies. They try to make it all seem perfect. Try to act like we have our act together because after all, you know, I've had people tell me that, that, you know, you're a life coach, Steve. You shouldn't get so vulnerable because if you get vulnerable and people see your weakness, they see your brokenness. Why would they ever hire you to become their life coach? Why would they ever want to listen to your your podcast when when you're showing your weakness? You know, and I, I think when people look like they have the act together, that's exactly what it is. It's an act. I mean, the, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know what I'm talking about. If I could just go back to my teenage years when I knew everything and just stay right there. But truth is, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. The smarter you become, the more you realize you're not so smart, right? So when people show up and they try to act like they're act, like it's all together, I, I don't think any of us has our act together. I'm not saying there aren't people out there that are solid, that are good, that are happy a lot of the times, that are successful. But I'm saying there's all of us have brokenness. All of us have weakness inside of us. I think it's it's better when we share that we all are broken, we all need help, we all need life coaches, we all need somebody in our life that can help us see the jungle or the forest for the trees. So I think that all of us need help. We've talked about this before. That's why God made Adam somebody to help him. So let me get to the meltdown. <laughs> like I said, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing just thinking about it, but it was several months ago, and my computer had been showing signs for quite a while now that, that it's on its last legs. And I've sent out some newsletter just telling a lot of people that subscribe to us, you know, we need some help. And I don't know if anyone can help us out there, but I'm like, I, I got to fix this computer before it dies. And But I was always able to bring it back, right? Somehow I was always able through prayer or whatever. I'm serious. I was just, it, it was able to bring it back. This time I couldn't. And so I called up a friend of mine and they knew a lot about, about computers. And I thought, well, if I don't get the podcast out on Monday, it's not the end of the world. But, and so then he thinks he fixes it. So I bring it back home and then I set it back up and I still can't fix it. And when it finally dawns on me that I'm not going to get this thing fixed, it had been days and days. Um, and I realized I'm not gonna be able to pull this thing back from the dead. And most of my important files I do have saved on external hard drive. Thank God. But, um, when I realized I couldn't get it fixed, I had just lost it. I'm on, underneath my desk and I'm laying on my back and I'm trying to fix it and it's not coming to, and then I just start to lose it. 
I can't do my job if I don't have a computer. God, I need help. You're not helping me. I need some of you to send someone to help me. And, and I'm flailing my arms. And one minute, I'm so angry at, the, at, 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 at life, at God, honestly. And the next minute, I'm so hurt by God because I, I don't feel like he's helped me. And I feel like he doesn't care about where I'm at. And nobody seems to care where I'm at. And, and the funny part is, is my boy is in the room next door, and he's sleeping. And so I'm trying not to wake him. So I'm flailing my arms, but I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it quietly. And one minute, I'm angry. The next minute, I'm sad. The next minute, I've got a combination of the two going on on my body at the, at the same time. Man, I just wish I could look back at it because it's funny now. But it wasn't funny then. I think it was funny to my wife who was listening downstairs, or maybe it scared her to death. I don't, I don't know. But it, it was just a moment where I had just lost it. Have you ever been there? Have you ever had something happen that you look back on it later on and go, Steve, it's just a computer. What, what was the big deal? But, man, I was believing the lie, man. I was just believing nobody cared. I wasn't going to be able to get a computer. I can't afford another computer. God, you want me to do this thing? It's too hard for me. And I was angry at God. I was hurt by God. Like I said, I'm just going to get real with you on this episode. We're just going to go a little crappy life on you here. Have you ever been there? I mean, I think a lot of people end up there, but they try to tell themselves that they don't. I'm not angry. I'm not mad, right? Because the veins aren't popping out of their neck or their forehead or something. That doesn't mean you're not angry. I mean, a lot of times my anger comes out in passive aggressive and I, I hold all that in. Well, I've learned that God wants to be my friend. Well, I let my friend know how I'm feeling and I just let him know uh, what was going on. And I was just hurt. And I think that the Bible talks about us be angry, but don't sin in your anger. And so God can handle our anger. In fact, he already did when he was on the cross. Jesus handled all of our anger and he knows we're angry anyway. When I'm getting angry, it's not for him. It's really for me to get all that off. So I don't sin on somebody else later on. So I don't blow up on my wife or my family later on. And, and man, I struggled with this sadness. I struggled with it for, for weeks, man, for, for, it, it was just, it was just brutal. But life goes on, right? And so I just had to put a hold on the podcast. And I put out another thing saying, can you help? And a few dollars came in here or there, but not enough for me to be able to buy a new computer. And uh, so I went on a trip and I had several happy yous. Um, I did several church services and it was a very powerful trip down in Southern California. And uh, and one I did, I spoke for um, four different places. Um, and one of the places I just spoke on a Wednesday and a Thursday night, did a couple happy yous with them. And then when they found out that I had a Sunday that was available, he says, well, if you want to, we would love it if you came out. Well, I never knew if he wanted me to speak, if he didn't want me to speak. And I kind of messaged him back and forth and saying, do you want me to come and bring a message? And well, Steve, you could just come and hang out if you want, you know, and I I didn't know what was going to happen, but I thought I'm just, I'm just going to go because they're kind of like, they're, God is raising up a team and uh, they're kind of like my family. They're kind of like a support system, just like the group that I call Big C down in SoCal. I, I, I need help. I need somebody to help me and own me and, and, and send me out. And so I decided that I was going to go there and take the couple hour drive on that Sunday morning and just attend to be a part of their, their thing. And it was, I'm really glad that I did because it was really all the songs I sang were dealing right with, with that meltdown that I had feeling like God doesn't care and that I'm still doing what he's asked me to do. But still there's a part of me thinking that he doesn't really care for me, that I'm not that vital. I'm not that important. I'm telling you, I'm not the guy. We're all the guy, right? I think that we all struggle with stuff like this. And people who say that they don't, man, boy, is that true? I I don't know. I don't want to be the judge, but I just know that I struggle an awful lot with a lot of things. And I think a lot of people do as well. And 
So I went down there and at the very end, he got done speaking. He said, now I'm going to put Steve on the spot. Steve will come on up. He says, has God given you anything for us today? And I said, actually, he's been talking to me about you guys all morning. I mean, God had been showing these images, these pictures in my mind, these kind of video clips in my mind. And so I just, they were very encouraging. I gave him out and I, I told him these things. And after I got done, he said, can anybody relate to this? Is this for anybody that out there? And a bunch of hands went up in the air. I mean, a, a lot of hands went up in the air. And he said, well, come on down. We're going to pray for you. And I'm telling you, they almost ran to the front. I mean, it was it was very touching. And as they're coming forward, all of a sudden, God has given me more stuff. And I'm looking at this person. I'm saying, God wants you to know that he cares for you. He loves you. And he's got a plan. He's And I'm giving him specific things. I'm looking at this person over here before I'm even done with that sentence. I'm saying, and God wants you to to know this. And, and, and I say to this other person, don't feel this way because God is saying this. And he's, I mean, all these things are coming out of my mouth. Like, I, I, it's almost like I couldn't control them. Like they were just, God was giving me things for these people. And just, it was so loving and so encouraging. And I finished, I didn't know what else to do. So all of a sudden I went to pray for one of the people. And when I got done praying with them, all of a sudden I hear the pastor in the background say to the whole church, he said, Steve-O doesn't know this yet, but when he gets home, there's going to be a brand new computer waiting for him. Because we bought him a computer because we want him to do what he does. And this is what it's all about. This is what church is supposed to be about. This is what God intended, that we would all help each other. He had been talking that day about God gives us gifts, but not so we can say, look at my gift. I have the gift of encouragement. Well, I have the gift of prophecy. Well, I have the gift of healing. He says, no, that's not what it's about. The Bible says when he, he gives us gifts so that we can help each other with the gifts, just like Christmas time, we get so that we can give. That's what's so great about the, this holiday season is that it's that we get so we can give. It's not so we can say, well, look what gifts I have. It's so we can say, what gifts did you get? Look at the gift that I gave you. It's all about that in God's kingdom. That's what God wants us to do here on earth. He gives us stuff so that we can give it back, make someone happy and you'll be happy too. And when he said that sentence that Steve has got a computer when he gets home, I just lost it. I lost it again. I just was bawling in front of everybody. My hands were over my face and I'm just crying. I had these, these young adults come up to me and just started hugging me. And, and it was just, it was just a beautiful thing. So I wanted you to know that I struggle with being happy too. I'm not the guy. I'm just a human being trying to help other human beings change our perspectives, see the truth, because there is a reason to be happy. There, there, It's something that we have got to pursue, like I said in last week's podcast. It's something that we've got to fight for. Happy doesn't rely on circumstances or life. It's, it's a choice that we make. And even though I had a meltdown and I struggled with doubt and loneliness and despair and on and on and on, but I'll tell you what. I never gave up. I never threw happy completely out the window. I still held on to part of it, right? Because happy life is a lifestyle where we get and keep happy no matter what life throws at us, no matter what the circumstance. You know what a happy life person looks like? A person that ends up looking at sadness a lot, a person that will look at discouragement a lot. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's making the right choice in the presence of fear. You know what a person of faith looks like? A person that faces doubt a lot and struggles with that. And we think, well, I'm not a person of faith. No, that's exactly what a person of faith looks like. And and so in, in some ways I failed at being a happy lifer. And yet I didn't because when life was throwing things at me and I had all these lies in my head telling me that nobody cared, there were people that cared out there. If I didn't have my computer break down, I never would have had those guys give me a new one. And to be honest with you, 
this story of my computer breaking and the despair and me not knowing what I'm going to do next. And having a group of people rise up and say, we see you, Steve. We got you, man. I got your six. We're going to send you a computer. That's better than if my computer never broke down in the first place. And to be honest with you, that's like exactly how I got the, the last computer that just broke on me. That's how I got that one. <laughs> you would think that I would learn, learn by now. I'm the guy, right? I should know better. <laughs> Truth is, it's still the same thing. It's just a different time, but it, it's still, I, I got to hold on. And, and, and in that service, man, when, when they were singing their songs, all the songs were about God showing me that I love you. I do have a plan for your life. Don't let this computer, don't let this situation try to determine how you feel about life. And don't let it determine your happiness factor because I've got you, Steve. These, it's not only these people that got you. I've got you. And so many more things happened because my computer broke down. That wouldn't have happened if my computer never broke down. So I'd, I want to talk more about that next week. We're not done with this topic at all. I've got some other cool images that I, I that I want to share in next week's podcast talking about this struggling with happy. So, you know, and the reason it's called Miracle on Ventura Avenue, if you haven't guessed it already, is that's where we were meeting. That's where the church was. It was on Ventura Avenue in Oakview, California. So I want to say to the lighthouse, I want to say thank you for believing in me and for loving me and encouraging me and, and pushing me forward on this, on this happy path. And man, if I wasn't struggling, it wouldn't have meant so much to me. And so I got one more song also that I've had for a couple of years, but I keep forgetting to use it. I came across this at the same time I came across with, uh, I've got plenty to be thankful for by Bing Crosby. This one is by Alanis Morissette and uh, it's called Hand in My Pocket. I think it says exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm broke, but I'm happy. I'm poor, but I'm kind. I'm short, but I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm high, but I'm grounded. I'm sane, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful. Be there, and what it all comes down to is that everything's gonna be fine, fine, fine. Cause I've got. I'm brave, but I'm chicken I'm sick, but I'm pretty Be there in what it all boils down to Is that I haven't got it all figured out just yet Cause I've got Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me be vulnerable. I hope that helped. Steve A's.